Welcome to SADCAST, episode 36. I'm your host, Pamela Runice, designer and co-publisher of the physical magazine SADMAG. Today, we're going to be talking with artist Ku Del Rosario, a very talented multidisciplinary artist. But first, I wanted to talk about rules. So, the other day, I was working on a project with a guy at my office, and we got some feedback from our boss on how to proceed. And as we're working on it, I mean, I always have the feedback in the back of my mind as something I need to show, even if I don't think um, it's working. But my colleague, on the other hand, says don't even bother. He outright is just not going to do what the boss asked for because he doesn't think it's going to work. And I mean, maybe he's right and it won't, but geez, like throughout our meetings together, he argues with the boss and I have to tell you, he's the favorite. He is the most lauded. I mean, what am I doing wrong? Well, apparently after some research, I'm doing what a lot of women do and that's follow the rules. Now, I'm not some goody two-shoes, obviously, and, you know, but by and large, I follow instructions, and if they don't work, maybe I'll offer another solution, but, you know, I, I try not to argue too much, I know, surprise, but still. Statistically, women do better in school than men, but then they don't do as well professionally, and isn't that curious? Because school is about doing what you're told, but successful people in creative fields, especially and even in business, make their own rules, and women are not programmed to do so. Programmed to follow, not break the rules, and do their own thing. And why? Well, girls are more supervised and more strictly controlled, while boys are encouraged to take risks and be tough and aggressive. Therefore, boys have more of an opportunity and an inclination to excel in areas where taking risks can mean great reward. So, creative fields, but also double-edged sword, because it also means they are more likely to commit actual crimes, <laughs> breaking those big rules. I mean, I don't think emulating this colleague of mine would even actually work because I have a feeling that arguing with my boss like he does would not yield the same result at all. Um, furthermore, I don't think my opinion holds as much weight, sadly. Like, I start to think that maybe it's because I even doubt myself when I'm giving the opinions. I seem unsure and not as commanding as this guy because I know that there's more than one way to skin a cat and my way isn't the only way probably so how the fuck can you be so sure of your opinion uh male privilege I guess the fact that your whole life you've been given the benefit of the doubt instead of having to prove you're not an idiot time and time again so you actually get some respect and be heard and not interrupted and then I think what a privilege to even be able to have these philosophical musings about my well-paying job in this first world country and how I'm such an asshole. Just a peek into my psyche. Anyways, <laughs> let's talk to Koo before I slit my wrist. Ah, welcome, Koo. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. Uh, yeah, so so much stuff is going on for you right now. Just one thing that's taking over my life. Mm -hmm, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, let's just talk about you as an artist, a sculptor, all these things. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I was reading up on you online, as oh. I do, to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> and you started off as a painter. I didn't realize that. Yep, I did. I think it kind of comes through with my sculptures. That, you know, they're very, they have really painterly surfaces. Yeah. And I'm very concerned with color and texture. Yeah. And um, I, I think I moved on to sculpture because I wanted to experience painting that's like on the same that sits in the same ground as me yeah and I yeah. can kind of move around and and in that sense the composition will always be um dynamic and yeah. changing with how you move yeah yeah um I really I really love your sculptures I have one <laughs> as you know um yeah they're super interesting for those of you who don't know um they're made from lots of different materials they're I guess organic in shape you'd say um yeah, like I think before when I first met you, there were more just like found objects, and now you're doing more like this one has like crystals, so you've like mm-hmm. grown stuff on it specific. Like talk about that transition. Um, I think that my my work has slowly been evolving into more organic shapes. It's actually started off um, as uh, like very geometrical and kind of architectural mm-hmm, i guess mm-hmm. um always stayed uh small scale um it, it has oscillated between uh large and small works but um i you know because of the size of my studio yeah yeah <laughs> for sure it, it's usually a lot smaller um i think that this in the last few years i've really tried to kind of um simulate some like a lot of like weathering and a lot of okay. uh, um, natural f- yes. phenomenon and I think that's when like the crystallization comes in and um, kind of like pounding different materials together into and creating tensions that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's mm-hmm. really beautiful I love like the difference between um, the crystallized parts and the other parts is it um polystyrene what is it um yeah so they uh i used to always like exclusively use polystyrene which is like the big the pink panther foam that insulates the house okay um and then i've you know started moving in other aisles of home depot yes (laughs) (laughs) and discovering (laughs) different other um synthetic materials that way and you know they're always candy colored yeah and oh um, i love the color palettes they're great (laughs) yeah so it's it's based on that and also um a lot of the vibrant colors is definitely reminiscent of um manila and uh, my time there when i was a kid and Mm -hmm. um when did you come over here? Um, in '88, the Calgary Winter Olympics. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Was that why? And then you're no. like, we're staying. <laughs> no, no, because you know, shortly after it was winter, and that was hell. Yeah, you're like, what did we do? Why? Yeah. Why did we do this? The novelty of snow quickly wore off. <laughs> oh yeah, as it does, that's for sure. Yeah, no, we just happened to um, come around that time, and it was great because I, I think like. The Calgary Zoo also had um, the pandas visiting from China, oh, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it became boring again. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what's the art scene like there? What well, like? actually, it's it's thriving. It's a 
you know, it's a smaller art community. I'm not as familiar with it now because I've been in Vancouver, but as far as I can tell, it's super tight knit community and very supportive of one another. And mm-hmm. yeah. Did you uh, like going to school there? I did, but I, you know, looking back now, I was, I was even more shy, like, you know, way more shy back then. And I, I wish that I had utilized the, you know, the, now the community there and fostered that, but I was just like the super shy kid that feel like, (laughs) well, I mean, they do say the youth is wasted on the young, but I, I feel kind of like that about my time at Emily Carr as well. Like I was not ready for the experience in a way. I mean, I often slag it. (laughs) It was like, what a waste of time, but I just don't think I was prepared. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, it's, uh, but you know, at this, obviously there's some good positive things that come out of it. Of course. That's um, where your foundation's from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Well, how did you find your time in Emily Carr in terms of like, you know, what you learned and yeah. even being in Vancouver? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a whole new thing. Cause I moved here just for that. No. Okay. So I was like new city, new school. Like, I, I don't know, I guess. It was a hard time because it was like a growth period. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't have had that hard of a time. <laughs> I was in the city that I grew up in. <laughs> I, just, well, even the change of being in a in university is like. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're not with everyone you've always been with. And you're not like, especially for an artist, like all of a sudden you're not like the special artist. Everyone <laughs> is the special artist. Yes. Th- yeah. That's a good point. You know, everyone was so like, to me, they were all so intimidating and they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Whereas those you know, self-possessed artists are so scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you know? Yeah. How, how can you say with such conviction that this like balloon filled with milk tied to a cactus <laughs> is like everything you're saying it is it, I, but that's oh. brilliant you just pull that from your brain that was the thing i actually saw okay because they're like that that actually existed <laughs> someone showed that in a class of mine and i remember just like eye rolling through their entire oh, no. spiel <laughs> well i again you know like what well i don't know i think i still would eye roll to that <laughs> To anyone talking about it, like, seriously. Mm, yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, taking yourself too seriously is, um, I think it, it does your work a little bit of a disservice because it doesn't leave room for, you know, Every anything. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You speak really well about your work just from what I've read online. Um, that's, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't prove me wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, that's a lot of drafts and, uh, and it's still, I cringe every time I have to like, you know, I read over what I said or, oh no, that I, you know, like I was in a podcast like a a year ago for another podcast, but, um, I have still yet to listen to it. Oh no. It's that like, I just, I, I get to the. Oh, thanks for having me. Nope, I can't. I stop it right away because oh, no. just even hearing my own voice is pretty... Oh, it's stressful. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So about your work again. 
the themes of your work, like, do you work in, like, this, like, group of sculptures is going to go on this theme and this, or, like, is it just more... Yeah, I think it's one whole sweeping continuation. Uh, It's not... It's always, you know, when... Well, when I... When I'm doing, <laughs> when I'm creating works for a show, it's usually, you know, it's, it is thematic, but it's still, it still is in line with all of the things that I'm working, uh, that I've since worked on and have worked on in the past. Yeah. It, and it's just kind of constantly evolving and, yeah. you know, those ideas obviously change, but they're, they, I feel like they're pretty linear in that right. you can kind of see in evolution. Yeah. No, that is true. I could, I could tell. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I hadn't like fully looked at all your work from when I first met you to now, but you can see like the changes and yeah, yeah, it's exactly as you say, there are lots of, there's like a main thread throughout them, but they're mm-hmm. like different. Yeah. So yeah, that's super cool. Um, and, but then you are painting a little bit too still. I think, uh, I kind of have to for my sanity just so yeah. that I can go back and forth from sculpture to painting. Cause, yeah. um, or otherwise, you know, because you just learn, you just learn new things when you yeah, branch out, branch out or, you know, even, even put, even, um, adding a different material, you know, just changes everything and how you think about your work and I think that that goes the same with painting and also I don't want to be coming from you know having a painting degree and not know how to paint yeah (laughs) yeah. you don't lose it (laughs) yeah because that's it's a different you know it's a different beast altogether trying to figure out uh, a flat surface (laughs) when did you switch like after school or were you still in school Uh, when I was still in school oh no yeah how did that work out um were you like showing sculptures when you should have been showing paintings? They were like, what is this? <laughs> I think actually, to be honest, it was one of my instructors that kind of um, put the seed in my brain. I can't really remember how it happened, but I was painting these semi-autobiographical type of paintings. And it was there was one about my dad and he was in this like floating in this space with this... Um, uh, like formal background and it kind of and I was more interested in that mm-hmm. not the figure right and then I'm like okay well, how can I make that a little bit more interesting to me and then so I and I was and I was like painting on um wood on, like you know a panel yeah. so it's like already yeah. like I'm, textural yeah exactly mm-hmm. and um yeah and and you know, school's great for that, just experimenting and being free to yeah, just fuck around. Yeah. And figure things the, out. Do you remember your first like actual like intentional sculpture? Yes. I <laughs> actually a really good friend of mine still has it. Oh. Yeah, it's um it's really boring now that I think about it, but back then I was like, "Ooh, I, I touched on something here." What was it? Explain um, it. Oh, it's it it's like very it's very subtle it's um uh it's the different planes uh only has one color it's like super minimal it's it's unlike what I do now which is a lot more organic shapes yes it kind of looks like a model for like 
a building. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I can see what you mean. Yeah. That's cool, see? And if you put that at the timeline of your sculptures all the way to this, it's so interesting. <laughs> it's like they get more and more complex. Yeah, I and I think it's also because I'm, as I go, I'm really starting to understand where, you know, it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with just writing all this all the grants yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Good segue. <laughs> so you're starting a, an artist residency in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, what brought that on? Well, um, actually, it it's really a more of a personal journey that I wanted to turn into something bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, like my my dad, who I actually have never lived with, because. Um, I mostly grew up here or in Manila. Um, he's, you know, not doing so well anymore in terms of health. And so um, I usually visit about every, like every four years, you know, for like a month or so. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to get pressure. Actually, I've always had the pressure of my my dad's family always telling me like, you know, sh- go back home, calling mm-hmm. that part of the Philippines home, which is, was never, I never even thought of as like, home. It's not my home. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so like I, but now that, you know, it, all these realizations and these realities of his, of, um, his declining health is kind of hitting, is becoming more of a forefront. And, uh, I decided that I should dedicate a year at least to just like um maybe help him out get to know him mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. Uh, and um and because it's and it goes in line with all the things that um, my work is going towards in the first place mm-hmm. and so all these things are kind of culminating into this moment and i thought uh it would be nice to share that experience and actually make it a positive experience where otherwise it would have been a very lonely and uh you know isolating type of experience and so yeah and so this this the artist uh the residency is called elmo's house artist residency which is named after my father Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um he he's like he doesn't, I don't think he really understands what I want to do, <laughs> but oh, he's no. just he like, okay with it? yeah, that's fine. Whatever you want. <laughs> that's and, great. Yeah. Like he'll be, um, because he can't go up and down the stairs anymore. He's actually, uh, built an, a smaller home about a block away. And so oh. I will be basically taking care of this home that, um, my grandfather built, Amazing. And my my dad has always lived there all, all his life, and um, during that time, during the times that he would, was living there by himself, um, he built additional floors to the house, and he's always said that he built those floors for me, because he knew I was an artist. Um, you know, in his mind's eye, that's what a studio would look like. That's awesome. Yeah, and so you know, this project will will make that into a reality of of the house being a studio wow studio you're realizing his dream for you that's so nice and and as well like you know it's gonna help me out like you know i realize like especially being in vancouver that community is freaking important in order to survive as an artist yeah you need 
community. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, build your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. going to be amazing. So how many yeah. artists are going to be there at one time? Um, there's six rooms available. So there's six, six artists or um, at the very most, I guess, eight artists in a month and you know some of them are couples so yeah yeah that would be such a great experience yeah and all the spots are filled or no yes it's filled it's already Uh, filled well i'm i'm only having two um time slots which is april may and november december just because of the monsoon season yeah sure yeah makes sense sense. (laughs) yeah and i'm not gonna get there until uh beginning of february yeah. So that'll give me enough time to kind of prepare for the first artist and get everything ready. Get everything sorted out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so great. And you'll be making your own work at the same time or no? I'm hoping. You're hoping. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to have to do it during the rainy season. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough logistically. Like, are you going to bring all this stuff or get it there? And then how do you bring it all back? Yep. one of the many things you have to figure out (laughs) yeah well there's this um because of the great filipino diaspora um there there's this this um way uh that people have figured out uh this service that um it's called the balakbayan box so basically it's a standard it's kind of like the size of a mini fridge Mm -hmm. so I think for like a standard price, like 50 to $80, mm-hmm. you get this box okay. and you pack as much as you want in there and you send it off to your family in the Philippines or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pack yeah. those public buy-in boxes and ship it to myself. Yeah. And, um, and I think weight doesn't really matter because it's, it's cargo. It's uh, by ship. Right. Perfect. Yeah. How long does that take? Um, I think the standard's like a month, like 26 okay, days. Okay, so if you're prepared, then you're fine. Yeah. And you, yeah, that's great. Uh, what, so what are you working on now? That's one of the questions. <laughs> I, I think, you know, right now I'm, I haven't Focusing actually, on. yeah, I'm doing like one commission work and in terms of, uh, studio work, but other than that, it's just a lot of working and a lot of preparation for this move yeah. as well as yeah you know trying to make sure that i set i set the ground the groundwork right for yeah. the first artists and mm-hmm. the, this year because i i'm hoping that this will continue on and with you still there or not there or um know. i'm hoping while i'm there i'm gonna f- find a house manager mm-hmm. to take care of to be there like 2018 onwards and then i'll just do like the administrative stuff remotely from Vancouver making sure that the funding's in place and all that yeah and important stuff very important stuff exactly and just selecting the artists and stuff and then just going obviously like you know still going back home to visit Mm -hmm. family and Mm -hmm. my dad um but you know I don't want to leave the things here forever you know this is yeah my home now yeah so it makes sense you have Mm -hmm. a life yeah boyfriend (laughs) yes my very understanding partner Um, Mm. yeah you're um one half of a power art couple I guess you'd say (laughs) a creative power duo um yeah um yeah (laughs) do you ever work together actually we just did on um so moniker press 
uh, that's Erica Wilk. Mm -hmm. Um, She is doing um, like an art calendar for the Vancouver Art Book Fair. And so we collaborated on a page this September, the month of September. (laughs) Um, How was that? It was great. It was, um, uh, it's a risograph. So okay, fun. It's super technical. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really, I was really glad to have Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As part of the team. And you didn't um, argue over any like, I don't know, vision things. <laughs> um, you know, a little tension here and there, but it was fine. <laughs> but it was fine. Yeah. yeah, we actually worked together before. Oh, okay. We did a performance. What? <laughs> yeah. How did I not know that? Um, when was I? Twenty. 2014 I think yeah we did a, oh, a performance I remember this what happened again so it was like for the power uh Powell Street Festival okay and yeah we just we had this like um repetitive kind of performance we um we worked within like a very small uh cube like space and we basically created like um oh what do you call it like a like a a line to <laughs> you know when you're um when everything is kind of like done in like a repetitive fashion okay yeah and um i can't why is like that like a round like a, a music thing no like you know when something is made um like a mass produced yeah. You mean like a little factory? Yeah. Oh okay. my gosh, yes. Conveyor belt? Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. And, um, but producing artworks. So like oh, authentic right. artworks that are mass produced. Right. And uh, so we did that and it was extremely hot. We were like under all these lights oh, no. and How we were long? like in masks. We were in a mask and like a hazmat suit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you can't, yeah, you yeah. kind of can't tell us apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that was good. Um, how did you come up with this idea? Um, I can't really remember. I think I've always been interested in, in that as like, you know, a commodity, you know, like sculpture, like artwork as commodity and just like trying to figure out how to like reconcile, you know, fine art with like, I don't know, I guess it's, I guess one example would be a cliches yeah 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 <laughs> but yeah totally yeah Ugh. yeah I, re- <laughs> I used to work in an art gallery that had a lot of those me too yeah what's it called oh, i don't want to say oh yeah okay yeah we can't we're not gonna promote them it's fine <laughs> yeah well i mean whatever just because i'm like oh it was kind of tacky you know like I wouldn't buy any of that stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, you got to eat. Yep. <laughs> yep, for sure. So like, what does success look like to you as an artist? Um, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. I think I just want autonomy. I think yeah. that is the most important thing for me right now, just because um, I still work part-time three days a week and you know i'm super i'm super busy in front of the in front of the computer and i'm just like i could be working this hard for myself all the time yeah and you know i you know i'm super grateful that i can like move between those worlds and and be somewhat um 
uh, successful or not successful, but um, successful in integrating (laughs) in another world, I guess. Because some artists definitely are not able. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it can get really tiring to always have to adjust yourself in different spaces. Yeah. And um, yeah, autonomy being able to just be in charge of my own time and actually utilize my skills towards, you know, the growth of my practice, the growth of this residency mm-hmm. and yeah, always putting my efforts towards that instead of something else. Yeah. Well, it's happening slowly, right? Yeah. 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 I think so. How about you? What's yeah. uh, success for me? For you? Oh, fuck. What do I know? <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, mental health stability. <laughs> I just feel yeah. uh, very anxious all the time. No. <laughs> and never happy with my work. So if there is a way to be happy with my work. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm a head case. <laughs> have, well, have you ever heard of, what is it called again? Trepanation? What? <laughs> no? Is that a drug? Um... <laughs> Kind of. It's uh, dr- drilling a, a hole through your skull to release pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, you know, if all else fails. <laughs> yeah, I think some someone in... I read somewhere that I think someone in... Someone's trying to put that into place, maybe what? make it legal, yeah. Why? That doesn't do anything. Well, tribal, there are some... Uh, indigenous tribes that have done it Uh and basically it's that feeling of not euphoria but just a feeling of peace I guess it'll last no that's the thing it's permanent yeah yeah it's crazy well you're making a stronger stronger (laughs) case for this yeah but I don't know if I want to do that (laughs) I don't know if I want to do that yeah yeah I don't know it's hard to be a creative person. It is. I don't know. I, you know, honestly, like there's time. Well, I go through, you know, waves and there's times when I really can't let myself be with other people. Otherwise, I'm just going to bring them down. Right. Like yeah. it's just like this overwhelming feeling that you get like, of yeah, I'll, like what you said, like always, like never being satisfied. And I think that, you know, that's really in some ways negative but also that's the driving force you know well I know Um, and that's what I tell myself so that I can (laughs) you know live yeah yeah Yeah. it's hard yeah what's the balance yeah I don't know who's to say and then yeah maybe over time we'll get better with it or I I hope to that's my hope success feeling better about myself (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, yeah. thank you for talking with me yeah thank you yeah this and if fun. um you want to give to elmo's house residency where do you go um you can go to our um th- our website elmoshouse.org e-l-m-o-s house.org yeah. <laughs> and i'll have a link for our our uh, gofundme and that's going to go towards um the artist subsistence and um uh we're going to be having like a full-time person that to help us out with you know being a guide or a translator and just make a a rounded experience for the artists there that's awesome yeah awesome thanks thank you
All right, so show alert, dream cars, weird candle, and signets, and girlfriends and boyfriends are playing November 30th at the Astoria. If you like new wave synth and industrial music, you will like it. So see you there. Uh, now, a track by Vancouver's own Ace Martins. He's a very croony sounding dude um, with a, yeah, like a really nicely produced sound. So here is Desert Highway by Ace Martins from his EP Palm Springs. Find me on a desert highway Walking along I don't know my way And I don't know how I got here or from where I came I've got no sense of direction I've got nowhere I'm headed I'm moving, just moving Sometimes that's all 